Hello, Diamond Girls. This is Adrienne Everhart. I just wanted to add this quick update to all of my most popular podcast episodes to say thank you. Because of you, my podcast is now listed in the top 10 on Apple and Spotify. That's for people who are searching the terms relationship advice or relationship advice for women. So if you haven't already, please take a moment to follow me, rate and review my podcast. This helps other women just like you find my podcast episodes and see how their life can get so much better, bigger, and more meaningful with the power of feminine energy. Again, thank you for supporting my podcast. Because of you, more and more women are finding my show. Thank you. Hi, everyone. I'm Adrienne Everhart, your feminine energy dating relationship and lifestyle coach. Today, I'm going to be speaking about anxious attachment style. Now, some people will classify anxious attachment style as clingy, but I'm going to share some other characteristics, particularly about how your inner boy, when he gets challenged by a man, when the man in your life isn't behaving, your inner boy actually responds your masculine energy rises up and your inner boy sets out to actually protect you. And what ends up happening is you have a battle between masculine and masculine energies. And this is usually when one of you will step aside. One of you will be the alpha. One of you will win. And in most cases, it's the woman. The man doesn't really want to fight a woman and he will just shrink away and go away. So if you feel like your anxious attachment style is like driving relationships away from you and you can't keep a guy, in this podcast, I'm going to share a tool with you that I have used for myself, my clients. It has brought about all kinds of wonderful healing. I think it is really, really worth a try. So make sure to stick around to the end. I'm going to talk about how attachment styles, this is a very popular topic right now. And again, I'm going to give you a specific exercise, not just theory, but a quick rundown of what I'm going to speak about today is first off, are you truly an anxious style? Is this style really what you are or did you just develop it as an adult or did it get triggered from childhood? Have you just been hurt and you're like, this is what getting hurt looks like. This is what abandonment looks like. So yeah, I'm naturally going to be on alert for if this is about to happen to me. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this label of these attachment styles. The second point is about the misidentification that the brain makes where we look at a man as being vital for our well-being, a vital for our survival, and we get into this very urgent frame of mind. And I talk about how masculine energy is very urgent. It wants an outcome right now. It wants to solve it right now. And how this is not feminine energy, but it's just a mistake. It's just a little miswiring that your very wise but ancient brain is making in seeing that this person is vital for your survival. So I teach you how to get back into your boundaries, find your feelings, instead of looking at this as this person is for your survival. The next one, the third one, is about masculine energy control. Control is all about feeling angry and unsettled and unsatisfied and upset and worried because something is out of our control. And again, this leads back to masculine energy where we want to control the outcome. 
We want to control what this person is doing, how they said it, when they said it, and how we feel about it. We're constantly trying to protect ourselves and we're playing chess. We're 20 moves ahead of the game looking out for our well-being. This is very much a fight or flight type of response. Don't worry. The next part is I have an inner boy exercise to get in touch with this part of yourself and begin to heal it by taking the wheel of the ship back. Your inner boy is no longer driving your relationship. So buckle up. This is going to be a wonderful ride. I cannot wait to share these tips with you. Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away, how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations, so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description. If by any chance you haven't heard what attachment styles are, I'm going to talk about attachment theory. Attachment theory is the joint work of John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth back in 1991. They basically put together a lot of different concepts and information about how we develop as children and how we respond and react to different stimulus in life. And they came up with this theory. There are four styles. I think the fourth one actually came later after some additional work. But the first one is secure attachment where I'm secure. I feel good in a relationship. I'm not worried about my partner leaving me. Another one is ambivalent, insecure, avoidant, insecure, and later that the researchers found that disorganized, insecure. So when we talk about anxious attachment style, it's a label that you put on yourself that I tend to be anxious about my relationships. There is some belief that if as a child, one or both of your parents were not dependable, that they were loving and wonderful to you one moment and then wildly abusive or would neglect you or would abandon you at, at the drop of a hat, that you would grow up to be a person who has this sort of attachment when you get a vulnerable in a relationship 
that you're afraid of that person leaving you. You're kind of wondering. Now, this makes me think of a rescue pet I had that, in truth, you know, his family abandoned him. I had to take him in, and he was very anxious. It was a lifelong battle of his anxiety. So I know that this is real. I just think as humans, we have a little more room to grow than say the mind of an animal of a dog. <laughs> so I'm going to help you get out of this abandonment or anxious attachment style because no matter how your parents raised you, if you were brought up with a controlling parent, a helicopter parent, or a parent that was just there sometime but then abusive other times, all of that is very much in your past. And this moment that you're in right now, you are the adult. You are in control of your life. And to some degree, you have power over choosing your own thoughts. And your thoughts lead to your feelings. So there's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. That's your brain doing its job, helping you survive. And then there's also, I'm making this effort to really look at things differently and reframe and observe myself. So going on to the first point here, I'm not into labels <laughs> because when you focus on the label and the title and the characteristic, instead of really doing something to help yourself in the relationship, you just end up Googling yourself into madness and Googling and researching and reading more and more and watching all these videos about anxious attachments instead of hey, here's some solid how to help you. So I want to teach you not just the why, but the how. The why, however, it helps you understand why you feel the way you do. But I want you to know how to handle this and reframe your attachment style in a healthy way. I want you to, for a while, stop labeling yourself. Because that label, again, it can help you understand these concepts it does not really help you long-term as a person to label yourself. I want you to begin to label yourself as the person you want to be, the person you know you can be, which is secure. Secure, healthy, functioning, and balanced. So again, at the end of this podcast, I have an exercise or a ritual of sorts to help you with this. As a feminine energy coach, I'm teaching you how to balance your masculine and feminine energies in your relationship, your work, and your life. And what troubles me about anxious attachment style is that I looked up the statistics and I really found they were all over the place. I found a real wide array of statistics about how many people are secure, how many people are anxious, how many people are avoidant. I found a big mix in those numbers. And this got me to really thinking that Maybe I'm just this coach who attracts a lot of people who believe that they have an anxious attachment style, or you have later developed it in life and you're feeling just a little bit of neuroses over this. I will raise my hand on that one. <laughs> you can't see me, but that's where I think I fall into. Or maybe you're just really having this anxious, normal attachment to fears, a normal reaction to fears. And your masculine energy intercepts that fear and makes you want to take action and be urgent about that action because I believe those statistics are skewed. I think they're skewed. So as 
the attachment styles became very popular, I looked back on my own relationships. And I began to see attachment styles every time I turned on YouTube, every time I listened to a podcast, someone was talking about anxious attachment styles. So of course, I began to look back on my relationship with my first husband. And I looked at the man after that, I call him the artist. And then I think about this and I'm like, okay, my first husband, he was a workaholic. He was avoidant. He would sometimes prefer porn to intimacy. So yeah, I became anxious about this. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have this happy, wonderful family life where I knew when my husband, approximately when he was coming home. Because sometimes my husband would tell me in the morning I'm coming home at five. And then by eight o'clock, he would finally call me or return my calls and say, I'm not coming home for two weeks. This project is big. I have to stay here. That's the life I lived with him. A couple of times we were set to go on vacation. And the night that we're packing and leaving in the morning, the oil hadn't been changed in the car. The car was on dead empty. And then he told me, by the way, I have to work through the weekend. We can't go on vacation just yet. We're going to have to wait until Monday. So I was in this topsy-turvy, I can't depend on him environment. So yeah, I became a little anxious because I set out to control this. I set out to make it different. Instead of having some feminine energy techniques and taking care of myself and putting myself first, I kept focusing on him changing. So when one of you changes, both of you change. I teach this in all of my programs. But you can see how, yeah, I can understand how Adrian would have developed some anxious attachment styles, not being aware of feminine and masculine energy back then. Even when I look at the artist, the artist was this man that when my husband and I were separating, he waltzed into my life, swept me off my feet, love bombed me. I mean, was just so all over me. And then when my life got a little sticky, my life got a little difficult, he just came over one day and said, I don't want to be in a relationship. Never spoke to him again. It was so devastating. And I look back on this guy and I'm like, you know, the guy was okay. (laughs) There were some things about him I really didn't like. Like he was dead broke. He was a big crybaby. He had some issues with you know, managing his emotions big time, big time. So like, why was this so devastating to me? Okay, I had anxious attachment style. That, it makes so much sense now. Not so fast. I think it's a little more complicated than just my mom was present and my dad was sometimes not present. You know, I think it's a little different between having hot, cold parents or having caregivers early in your life who were one way one minute and then kind of avoidant and neglectful the next. But that did happen to me. I did have imperfect parents. I had a dad that suffered with some sort of bipolar issues. So one moment he would be the most amazing father. Another moment he would be yelling at me because I bought a spiral notebook. These things didn't make any sense, right? So how could I have a parent who was so loving and wonderful and then any minute if I responded in a way that he didn't find appropriate or if I showed any sight of anger or or upset, any sign 
on my face, that I was angry or upset, I was punished for it. So, okay, my mom and I were the ones who always left him though. And when we left him, I was super happy to leave as a kid, but I get it. It's in my background and it's probably in your background too. I doubt any of us had perfect parents. I'm sure we've all experienced some sort of abandonment or a relationship ending or losing someone we really, really love and it feeling completely out of our control. But that control, I believe, is the answer to this anxious attachment theory or this belief that you have that you're just this personality type and you might know all of this cognitively, but not understand what you can really do to help heal yourself from these events. So you can understand why I believe that anxious attachment style is something that either gets triggered in us later as adults when we do get abandoned, or it's always been with us. We've always been this way in all of our relationships, but that's just not the case for me. Growing up, I was very secure in my relationships If a guy broke up with me or if I broke up with a guy, it was like I was moving on and I was totally okay. I remember one boyfriend in my past, he kind of did a revenge breakup on me (laughs) and it really devastated me because I do think there was some planning involved and really putting me on top of the world only to watch me crumble and fall back down. I do believe, yes, that he really kind of orchestrated this because he was so hurt and I had nothing to do with his hurt. But look, long story short, we've all had some sort of complicated relationship that ended and it really devastated me. But I was over it in about two weeks. I had a good cry. I did a little bit of uh, grief assessment. I read a book about grief and grieving. I use a lot of those tools actually in my program ABCs to get him back and I moved on. And then the next guy I met, I wasn't super anxious he was going to leave me. I was always feeling like, is this guy right for me? I don't know. Is he right for me? So again, you've labeled yourself as anxious attachment style or you're curious about it. But I do believe this has everything to do with a man's behavior being topsy-turvy, hot, cold, and it's not in alignment with what feels good and right to us. We're very much aware that this person is being wobbly. They're going to the left and they're going to the right. And we see that, we sense it, we feel it, and our brains get alerted to this. And that can make you feel anxious because you go into some sort of fight or flight. So this moves me on to my next point, which is your brain has misidentified this person as vital for your survival. So this is one where you're going to have to understand you are not your brain. And I want to share more about this because it really gets skipped that our brains learn from trauma. The smallest little thing they pick up as trauma that we recognize or continue to chew on or ruminate or think about, they see it as trauma. So when your brain attaches to trauma, it's going to do everything it can in its power to warn you that it's about to happen. And this happens when people have panic and anxiety. Their brain will begin to see ordinary events 
as traumatic or scary or fearful when in fact these events are totally neutral. What we're thinking about them, what we're projecting about them, the meaning that we're giving them is not neutral. We're seeing something as scary when it's really just neutral. Okay, so to survive your brain has incorrectly seen a person as necessary for your survival. As a child, yes, that person was necessary for your survival. As an adult, no. I want you to think about this in terms of addiction. Addiction works this way. Your brain will see a drink or drugs as relief. It's when you get to relax. It's when you get to unwind or take the edge off or escape your problems. And so your brain thinks that this is how we can help heal ourselves and make ourselves feel better. But then that addiction grows because your brain can't tell the difference between something that's helping me and hurting me. So suddenly every day in your life, you don't really want it there, but your brain screams for this relief and it's an illusion. We're needing relief from something that is an illusion and something that the alcohol or the drugs doesn't help in the first place. So relationships can be the same way. We can really, really want a man in our life that ultimately might have been great company. He might have been awesome in bed, but was he really there for us? Was he really there? Is he consistent? Is he nurturing? Is he loving? So you begin to look at this from the perspective of your brain is going to identify something as being life-saving for you, that's going to be helping you due to some sort of experience you've had in your past. Your brain will identify this. I call it neuroses, where we begin to see a man as the only way we're going to be happy in life. And the reality is, this is not true. This man is just neutral. Your reality and your experience of if you are happy or not, you are experiencing happiness and joy has everything to do with the thoughts you're thinking and the choices you're making. And these thoughts and these choices become very automatic with our brain. So this is the wonderful thing about feminine energy. Feminine energy intercepts this automation and we're able to step in and notice how we're feeling in our bodies, what this feels like. So let's look at that man that our brains have misidentified as a person vital for our survival. Put him in front of you and you may love so, so many things about him and you may be attached to this person, but I want you to really look at how he treats you. Is he there for you right now? Is he present when there's a problem? Does he work to solve them? Does he abandon you or does he stay committed? See, begin to look at what the reality is and ask yourself, how does it feel? How does it feel? Now, I do not believe any person is going to be perfect. My mom has often said to me, if the roof doesn't leak, the basement floods. My relationship with my husband is not perfect. We have our ups and downs. We have our arguments. We have our tense moments. This is normal, but day to day on average, my husband is consistent. 
He is faithful. He is loving. He is honest. He is kind. He is generous. He has my back. Sometimes he's moody. He's irritable. He snaps at me. He gets impatient with me. This is normal. He needs time to himself to go listen to music. This is all normal stuff, but he doesn't abandon me for two weeks. He doesn't say, hey, I'm not coming home for the next two weeks. So I want you to look at that man, see his characteristics and qualities and what's really happening in the relationship and understand your brain may have attached to him as vital. And I want you to get in touch with how do I feel when he's not just being perfect and making love to me, but how do I feel these other times? Because this is where you can step in and make a choice and not have your brain just running on autopilot or reflexes. Hi, this is Adrienne Everhart, and I'm curious. Are you ready to attract a loving partner and create your very own happily ever after? Maybe you've seen my growing list of testimonials on my Instagram page, or somehow you've been drawn to my work with feminine energy. I've helped a lot of women find true love, get engaged, married, and some even remarried. I want to help do the same wonderful thing in your life. I want to share Fem Tools for Dating. It's a program on my website and it's waiting for you. You see, dating can feel really difficult. And I teach you how to go from feeling invisible and intimidated online to creating connection with men and calling forth quality men into your life. Step by step, I guide you from the very first hello to happily ever after. I teach you so many feminine energy tools along the way and so, so much more. Now, if you want a coach that gets results and has methods that have helped women all over the world, Fem Tools is available when you need it. So head on over to my website. That's Everheart Coaching, E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T Coaching, and look for Fem. That stands for Feminine Energy Mindset Method. Trust me, ladies, this very affordable program does not disappoint. What if you could choose the types of men that were attracted to you? What if you could decide on how your partner would respond to you when you're grumpy, need love, support, or choose how your man will walk back into your life and ask for your hand in marriage? This is where my self-study program, New Man Manifesto, can dramatically call forth not only the type of man you desire, but the behaviors and characteristics that align with your values. Here's a testimonial from Laura in British Columbia. New Man Manifesto helped me transform my love life in ways I never imagined. I was heartbroken from a breakup and this program got me focused on what I did want in a partner and helped me move on from a man who was wasting my time with empty promises. The more I practice my feminine energy and manifesting tools, the more quality men begin to appear in my life. After learning how to date again and finding two great guys to quantum date with, an amazing thing happened. My ex began texting me, asked me on a few dates, and recently proposed, and now we are engaged to be married. I turned my life around from being angry and heartbroken to manifesting a loving relationship and being at my very best. 
If you want to learn more about my feminine energy tools and manifesting, visit my website, everheartcoaching.com slash NMM. That stands for New Man Manifesto. And be sure to check out my program bundle. For one low price, you can get all of my programs and eBooks. Again, my website is everheartcoaching.com. I like to share this example with my coaching clients, which is if you were driving the car and you had a fussy three-year-old in the backseat of the car and the fussy three-year-old said, hey, I'm unbuckling my seatbelt. I'm going to come and sit in the front seat with you and drive this car. And you're going down the highway around 75 miles an hour. And the kid unbuckles its seatbelt and begins to wiggle its way up into the front seat to sit in your lap and take the wheel. What would you do? How would you speak to this child? You would be very firm and you would say, you are going to keep your butt planted right in that back seat. You are going to keep your seatbelt on. You are not doing the driving. I am the adult. I am doing the driving. So when your brain wants to take over and begin to think about qualities that bliss you out over a man, or if your brain wants to think about qualities in life that scare you to death or keep you frightened or keep you stuck, you have the option to say, hold on a minute. (laughs) I am the adult. I'm in charge here. I appreciate your input. I appreciate what you're thinking, what you're sending me, but I'm the adult and I am in charge. So remember, this is up to you. Big part of this is up to you being grounded and centered in your body. But when you're on autopilot and you're making all of your decisions, like the reflexes, this is when your inner boy is just running the show. So let's talk about the next point, which is anger. Now in my world, anger equals control. Whenever I find myself really angry, I can ask myself, okay, what am I trying to control? And there's just always something I'm trying to control. Just this morning, it was one of those mornings where I spilled water three times. (laughs) And to me, there's kind of nothing more upsetting than suddenly spilling water. And I went to water a plant and the water splashed out of the plant I got angry about that. I went to change my humidifier. It tipped over. I got mad about that. I went to put water in my dog's dish and it spilled out on the other side. And I was just livid about water because I wanted that water to behave. I wanted that water to be doing what it needed to do, which was follow gravity the way that I want it to follow gravity (laughs) and just stay where it's meant to be. And so when something's out of our control, if a person cuts you off in traffic, if a man doesn't do something the way that you want him to do it, child doesn't respond the way you want them to respond, you get angry. This is about control. You get angry when someone or something is out of your control. And guess what? Everything is out of your control, ultimately. Control is a huge illusion. And feminine energy is wonderful in this way. And that feminine energy doesn't want to control anything. The only thing you do have control over is your lovely, wonderful, beautiful self. So most of my clients and their masculine energy come across as controlling because when your inner boy is threatened, 
he goes in to protect you. He puts on the boxing gloves, he puts up his dukes, and he's ready to battle whatever is in front of him, and it is usually another man. Rarely is it another woman, but that can happen too. (laughs) But for the sake of this podcast, I'm talking about relationships with a man. So in masculine feminine energy theory, I talk about the woman who gets in her masculine energy. You are like two rams atop a mountain, just banging horns, banging horns. And there is only one alpha. Someone is in charge. Someone will win and someone will walk away. And here's why there's only one alpha. It's because we allow it. On some level, it makes our lives easier if one person is the alpha. So in a way you can look at it as I delegate this person to be the alpha because they protect me. They take care of me. They're looking out for me on a bigger scope. And I'm going to also look out for myself. I'm also going to think about myself on this bigger scope, but I'm going to let this other person be in charge, but I'm also going to be able to speak my boundaries and my preferences. Now, this is about being in a relationship. The only reason you would want to be in your feminine energy at work, or if you're having to speak to a contractor or at a neighborhood association meeting or a PTA meeting is if it serves you to be in your feminine energy. I do recommend you be in your body as much as possible and be aware of what you're feeling and aware of what you're thinking, because what you're thinking is leading to what you're feeling. And no, you've got some flexibility about that. You have some flexibility over choosing your thoughts. So I've given you some why here. I've given you some talks about anger and control. I've spoken about how your brain misidentifies a person as vital. And I've let you understand that attachment style might just be based on some bad breakups you've had and some bad situations you've had with people. I want to share with you a popular YouTube video I have. It's in my whiteboard series where I discuss being the queen of the world. Now, the queen of the world believes that people need to behave in a certain way. The queen of the world will say something to her partner and watch him very carefully. And when he doesn't respond the way that she thinks he should, she gets mad because he's out of her control. He's not responding the way that she wants him to respond. He didn't load the dishwasher a certain way. He didn't say that he was sorry that you got hurt when you fell and hurt your knee. And it's really about controlling people. Look, I have this at airports real bad. I feel like at airports, no one should be talking. No one should be speaking except the people who work at the airport. I want airports to be quiet. I don't want people to be like chattering and on their phones, being on their phones, talking out loud. I think it's so rude. People do it at the gym and they have these long conversations and I just can't stand it. And I have to really reel in my queen of the world who believes that everyone needs to be quiet at airports. Everyone needs to stay off their phone at the gym. This is my rule, but these people have every right to have every conversation they want to have in the world. Why and how it's triggering me is my business. I have to find a way to cope with it because I cannot be the queen of the world and control how everyone does and says things. 
in a relationship with a man, women tend to crank this up to about 11. We crank it up on high because we want to control that man so bad to make our world okay. We are reflecting our inner world back on that man. This is what your ego does. It reflects what you're feeling back onto the other person. So I want you to keep in mind that when you're queen of the world, you have these expectations on your partner, and then you're anxious when they're not happening the way you want them to happen. An expectation, you know, it is the root of all suffering. We're expecting this person to text back. We're expecting this person to respond a certain way. We're being queen of the world. We're being queen of the world and we're trying to control our partners. Now, let's get on to healing that. You've learned so much here today. (laughs) I want you to now heal your inner boy and have a conversation with him. Now, I do have a YouTube video where I share this inner boy meditation. I like to think of it more as a little ritual. You might need to repeat it. You might do it one time and it just works great. And if you're driving in your car or you're doing something important, I want you to save this part of the podcast until you can sit quietly and close your eyes and use your imagination. And when you're ready, I'm going to begin. This is conversations with your inner boy. I want you to sit down and get really comfortable. Make sure you wiggle all the way into the back of your seat. And go ahead and take a few deep breaths. Just in through your nose, out through your mouth. Good. And this breath, inhale, raise your shoulders up nice and high. And exhale, let your shoulders drop. Good. Now, I want you to think about the last interaction you had with your partner where you felt like your anxious attachment style got triggered. Or if your partner wasn't doing what he should have done, he didn't communicate on time, he didn't show up, he didn't respond the way you wanted him to. I want you to think about how that felt inside your body. I want you to feel any emotions that come up. It might be agitation, confusion, or unrest. Notice where you feel this in your body. If it's in your fingertips, your arms, your stomach, or your legs and feet. Notice what you're feeling and how it feels. Now imagine that this is your boy energy. You're feeling that boy energy right now. It's wanting to take action. It's wanting to do something. It's wanting to make something happen because this partner on some level didn't do what they should have done. They didn't do what you wanted them to do, what you expected them to do. And it created this anxiety inside of you. Well, of course it did. Of course it did. Because on some level, you're feeling that this reaction and this response isn't in alignment with a bigger goal you have for yourself. 
it isn't in alignment with how you want to feel and be in life. So feel that energy, that boy energy that wants to change your surroundings, that wants you to take action and do things and say things to change what's happening to you. And go ahead and take that energy, pull it out of you and put it in a chair on the other side of the room and see your inner boy sitting there. See your inner boy. This is your inner boy. And I want you to take a good look at him. How old is he? Look at the clothes he's wearing. Look at his hair. And what about that expression on his face? What is the expression that you see on his face? Now I want you to observe his body language. Is he squirming? Is he leaning back? Is he on the edge of his seat? How is he sitting? What does his body language look like? Now, as you're observing him, is he making eye contact with you at all? Or is he staring down at the floor? Notice how your inner boy is behaving and just observe him. There's no right or wrong. Just observe and notice how your inner boy responds. Now we're going to have a conversation with him. I want you to tell your inner boy, inner boy, I see you and I hear you. Let him know that you're aware that he is there. Next, I want you to thank him for all the times he has helped you and protected you. You can say, inner boy, thank you, thank you so much for being there for me. You have protected me and kept me safe, made me go after the things I wanted in life so many times, and thank you. But now it's time for boundary. You're going to let him know that in the relationship, He's no longer in charge. So tell him these words. Inner boy, in my relationship with a man, you are no longer in charge. Let him know that I get to choose who I stay with and I get to choose who I walk away from. I get to choose when to speak and I get to choose when not to speak. And lastly, let him know, inner boy, I get to choose who I love and I get to choose who I do not love. Again, I want you to observe your inner boy and notice his reaction and you're going to ask him if he has anything he wants you to know or if there's anything he has to say. So go ahead and ask him that now.
whatever your inner boy has said, whether it's an objection or he has some issue with how you're handling your relationship or he has an issue with the man in your life, tell him thank you. Say thank you, but I'm the adult woman in this relationship and I am in charge of my relationship with a man, not you. You want to make that perfectly clear to your inner boy. You might need to repeat it several times that you are the adult woman in the relationship with this man and that you are in charge of your relationship with him, not your inner boy. So this last part I really love because it allows your inner boy to do what he does best, which is inspire you and keep your life moving in a direction that you want it to be going. Just nothing to do with your relationship, not really. But ask him if there's something he wants to do. Ask your inner boy, hey, is there something that we should be doing? Is there something you want to do? Is there a creative project? Is there something you've been wanting to do? And ask him this. And as with all men, give him time to respond. It might take him a little while. Or he might know immediately. But listen. Listen to what your inner boy has to say. These are your desires calling. And this is a great way to get your inner boy out of your relationship. You're going to give him a job. You're going to give him a project. He's going to have something else to do in your life. And you get to be the girl in the relationship with your man. <laughs> Not your inner boy. <laughs> There's no place for that. We don't want to be two rams on top of that mountaintop locking horns. Now let's close this out. And I want you to ask your inner boy if he would give you a hug. He may decline, but if he accepts, hug him, hold him close, and just gently absorb him back into your body. He has always been part of you, and he will continue to be part of you. If your inner boy really doesn't want to give you a hug right now, if he wants to ignore you, Worry not, he is around you and he is with you always. He will continue to be near you and around you. In fact, he may pipe up still. He may speak up now and again with your man and have an opinion about what your man should or shouldn't be doing or if he's going to reply or not reply or be on top of it. And you may begin to feel anxious. And when this happens, I want you to intercept him and let him know. Hold your hands to your heart and tell him, I am the woman in this relationship. I am the adult woman in this relationship and I am in charge. I am in charge. You may need to remind him many times over that you're the adult. So instead of him prodding you and urging you to take action, and instead of your brain reliving all of these events in the past where people have walked out on you, people have abandoned you, and instead of your brain seeking for this ultimate control, your queen of the world wanting and expecting everyone to behave and act a certain way, 
you get to be the girl. You get to go, okay, I hear all of that. I hear all of you, but I get to choose how I think about this. I get to choose what I do. I get to choose how I feel about this and be aware of that urgency. That urgency to solve it and fix it is always your inner boy coming in, trying to fix things immediately. And the reality of this is that if a partner is going to walk out and leave us, if a partner is going to abandon us, that anxiety doesn't help us. It doesn't help us perform better in the relationship. It just keeps us on edge and fearful of something that may or may not happen. But as always, this goes back to, in a relationship, these boundaries, these preferences, these are things that are important to me. And just make sure those preferences and those needs are not unattainable. And they're not in an attempt to control your partner so that you feel better. But yes, I prefer to have a relationship where we're in contact at least once a day. I prefer to have a dating relationship where I date a man at least two or three times a week. If my partner walks out of the relationship for two weeks at a time, this is not how adults handle conflict. This is not how adults solve problems. So understand your boundaries and your preferences versus controlling the man to be the way that you need him to be. And I think your anxious attachment style will be a thing of the past because you're going to be in alignment with your body. You're going to be able to ask yourself the questions you need to ask to make sure you, the adult woman, are in charge. All right, everyone. I hope this podcast has been helpful. If you have enjoyed it, please take a moment to subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear from you. And be sure to check me out on my website, everheartcoaching.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week. Hi, everyone. This is Adrian Everhart. If you're enjoying my podcast and also enjoy my YouTube channel, I suggest you go a little bit deeper into one of my self-study programs. I recommend everyone start with my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. It also comes with a two-day video class. This ebook has transformed the lives of so many women because I help you get aligned with your natural feminine energy and learn to speak and phrase your words in a way that really connects to a man's heart instead of challenging him with masculine energy. I can teach you so much more in my self-study programs. I have something for every topic that you may be interested in. And of course, New Man Manifesto, which is a 12-week manifesting course. It comes with homework and lots of extras. So head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com to learn more. Thank you.